Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer, the host of Ikigai with Jennifer Shinkai, where we're going to talk about the Japanese concept of Ikigai or living a life of purpose. Here you're going to hear inspirational stories from all different types of people who are finding their own life of purpose. You're going to hear about how they found their Ikigai and what they do every day to live an integrated life. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome wherever you are listening or watching in the world to Ikigai with Jennifer Shinkai. I am your host, Jennifer Shinkai. And with me today is a fascinating, amazing, inspiring guest, Naomi Inoue. <laughs> She's already laughing. Um, so Naomi is a <laughs> three times elected counselor in Sumida Ward in Tokyo. She's the first non-Japanese born woman to hold this type of role in Japan in local politics. Uh, but she's originally from Bolivia, worked at, uh, well, let me just get this right, the Banco Central de Bolivia, and then at the UN. And then 18 years ago, made the move from New York to Tokyo. And so today we're going to talk about Ikigai as it relates to running for office, being an elected official, the voice of the people. And I, I think can. it's going to be a fascinating I journey. Can, you. can you hear me? <laughs> Maybe we have some... Uh, yeah, now yes. Now it's good. Yes, we had, yeah. we had a little bit of an earthquake this morning in Tokyo. Very small, but sometimes I find oh, that yeah. it makes my internet uh, bad for the rest of the day. So I did restart yeah, yeah. the router, but hopefully it will be okay for this recording. But I remember when I first met you, okay. Naomi, um, as I remember it, we were on a panel at the, uh, in Yogoku for the 5,000 people singing Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. And I was representing yes. the UK. And um, yeah, yeah it was, I think it must have been 2009 or 2010 because my daughter was still a baby. I remember going to the rehearsals and she was um, in the, the nani? Uh, in the baby carrier and I would sing yeah and I, yeah, yeah yeah and that was that was the first time we met and were you a counselor at that time at that time not no no after two years that was in 2009 and I become counselor in 2011 right. this time will be 10 years ago 10 years this year yeah wow so I would love very to, fast. Very fast. Yes, yes. I would love to hear Noemi about yeah about your call to public office about how this little girl from Bolivia ended up as a Sumida councilwoman. <laughs> so please tell me a little bit about your story. Well, uh, as you know, I born in Bolivia. In Bolivia, I always want to be in some position to serve people. Actually, since I was uh, 17, I was going to some institution of uh, special need kids mm. to help them in some issues on, on their lives. And uh, I study economics uh, thinking to have some model for Bolivia and it could help 
to reduce the gap between poor people and rich people, but it's too complicated. So finally, I become economist, but uh, I couldn't have reached my goal to be a, a finance ministry in Bolivia. <laughs> Eventually, I started working in the Bolivian Central Bank, and after that, I went to New York and work in UN with the same pro because in Bolivia also I was working in UN and it was like transfer uh, work to New York. So uh, I think it was very, very interesting place to work New York because I could cover more countries. Uh, my projects were at regional uh, uh, level and I met my husband. So I ended up in Japan because of him, but it was frustrating in Japan. I couldn't uh, really work as an economist, but in other uh, aspect, I could raise my children until she was 15. And it was very nice time to be with her, to teach her and to have time with her even thought uh, uh, sometime I, I consider I was not doing anything, but in fact, I was doing a lot of volunteer job. I was uh, involved in international community and also I have a chance to uh, promote the World Cup tournament and second uh, um, world um, seminar or congress uh, of uh, uh, exploitation on children of UNICEF. So oh, wow. anyway, I did many, many things, even I didn't have an official job. So once my daughter became um, independent, teenager. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, you're like, don't be independent, but yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> And definitely I have more time and I try to find a job and uh, that 10 years of gap, not having official work also was dif difficult. I tried to find a job again in UN and uh, they offer me countries like uh, Senegal or Afghanistan places that I cannot take my family. Mm. So I start my MPO and uh, it, our main goal were uh, make business uh, between Japan and Latin America, uh, exchange culture, language, and uh, promote a, a Latin American countries. And then my husband say, why you don't become a Japanese? Maybe you can work in UN <laughs> <laughs> here in Japan. <laughs> because really, really, there is very few uh, Japanese working in UN. Right. And UN is the first donor for international organizations and developing countries the government and the, the private sector. So I say, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I become Japanese. And the, after 
the next year was election and my husband, because he was a MP, member of the parliament, and he still have contacts with politicians. And of course, both we were interested in politics in some point. And he said, why don't become a counselor in Sumida? <laughs> I say, what? <laughs> no way. <laughs> anyway, I try. I try and I make it. And yes. Here I am. Yeah, three times. So I just want to like backtrack a bit. So first of all, to acknowledge uh, Mr. Inoue's great influence in giving you some ideas and suggestions. Yes. <laughs> but you know, my, my husband says all kinds of things to me and I don't always, you know, take him up on these great offers and great ideas. And I, I just want to take this step, maybe step back to this, this first thing about, you know, in order to be of service, which uh, you said is kind of one of your ikigai's, it's your drive um, in life is to, is to serve. Um, you know, that, that required quite, quite a big sacrifice because as you know, as a, as a daughter of, uh, uh, your daughter is, uh, well, actually your daughter is Japanese, right? Because you're both Japanese nationals, um, but Japan yeah. doesn't allow dual nationality and uh, definitely no. for elected representatives need to be Japanese citizens, Japanese passport holders and so on. But so this first, your, your husband's first suggestion, you said, why don't you become Japanese? Sure, like it's not that easy. There's a, for me anyway, it's not that easy. The thought process plus the administrative process. So I'm more interested in finding out about like your, your thought process. Was it that easy for you to just say, yeah, okay, actually this feels right. I'm going to do it. Or <laughs> did you have some sleepless nights? No, it was uh, shocking actually. <laughs> thinking that I will lose my Bolivian nationality because do you know your na nationality is all uh, that you possess is your history is your country your memories your parents mm -hmm. so it's it like was your roots kind of and traumatic. your ancestors all of these things right yeah everything everything but do you know the the Initial idea was really no way. I cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we find out how is the process and wh what we win, wh what we lost. So we balance the positive and negative things. Mm. First of all, I love Japan. I really love Japan. Yeah. I really love the culture. I really love the people. And uh, probably I will be all my life from now on. I don't know, really. As international couple, we don't know. Yeah. But my family is Japanese. I choose to come to Japan. And probably I will be all my life in Japan. So we balance uh, what I could lose, what I, I can win. And, and at the end... I also find out, like in Bolivia, if you are Bolivian, you never lose your nationality under any circumstances. Mm. So even I quit my nationality in Japan, if I decide to go back to Bolivia, I can uh, get again my nationality. Right. So they'll take uh, you back. Yeah. So now I'm Japanese. I'm li living in Japan. And... Uh, is much easier 
to to do many things for example mm. uh, to travel i can travel anywhere without a visa but if right. i travel with bolivian visas oh too complicated <laughs> right it's a very powerful passport in the world the japanese yeah. passport right maybe one of the most powerful probably like visa free travel so, this mm. is one great advantage and the other advantage is living in japan uh, if you are japanese you have same rights and same obligations mm-hmm. and that is and really i can tell you it makes huge difference right so i could recommend to foreigners that if they really want to be part of this society integrating this society become a national could be very very important in a step in their that it makes huge difference for example even i i, I have a foreign face and uh, i'm not a queen in japanese but <laughs> i was able to become elected yeah and uh, i didn't have any problem i have same rights and same obligations and that is very important Yeah. So about the rights and the obligations that you have as a citizen. And again, you know, many people have some ideas or oh, maybe I should do this. This sounds quite interesting. Tell me about your journey from maybe I should run for office to now I'm campaigning and I'm running for office. What what was the trigger between the idea and the action? Well, uh, initially, uh, I saw really the foreign people in general has good life. But for example, foreign professional women doesn't have the opportunity to have a job, for example. Mm-hmm. There is no possibility in this system because most of the professionals even japanese or, or women and men has to find a job when they finish the university so if foreign women come to japan and want to find a job after some time of stopping in their countries or whatever probably is kind of impossible for women to find a job in japan Uh, foreign women is worse women in general right but foreign women is worse so that was very very i was very concerned about that and i find out that is the system right even though you have a lot of experience even though you can really uh, apport many things to the companies there is no possibility because of the work the system work and uh, also i saw that uh, in some areas in tokyo there is very international uh, areas in tokyo that the foreigners has no problem at all but in certain uh, areas uh, the communication between uh, japanese and uh, foreigners are not smooth Uh, Japanese people need time to 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 trust 
and not only in foreigners, also in other Japanese they don't know. It's kind of, they need that period of acknowledge. They want to be sure they won't have a problem with that person. And of course, if uh, you don't belong to some uh, group, it's difficult to be integrated or to have a relation with the community, right? So it's in general, you have to belong to, to some, some group, Japanese group. So if you need, if you have also kids and you don't have communication with Japanese mothers, it's also a problem, right? But my worst concern, my, my best concern was uh, in a natural disaster time, if you don't have friends around your area and something happened, nobody will know about you. Nobody will help you. Nobody will even realize what happened with you. No, and yeah, I was exactly. in 2011, for example, I was thinking how many people really, they don't know uh, their neighbors, how many Jap uh, foreigners don't know their neighbors. Yeah. And if they have some problem, nobody really will realize what is mm. going on. And uh, uh, for example, it, during the, the natural resources, it's not part of my job, of course, but I really uh, go to the elderly citizens that they live alone. Yeah. <laughs> Find out how are they doing, if they are okay, and blah, blah. Do you know, it's, I'm concerned about them because many people in, in, in Sumida live alone. Mm. But anyway, there is a lot of necessities. And also... My daughter was in the initially in Japanese nursery, but I find out that the I am not I was not English speak speaker, and uh, my Japanese was not so good. So it was better to put her in international school because in the place that we used to live, uh, children were very very close, mm. and uh, I feel that my daughter was a kind of a scary to talk Spanish. So when I went to the, the school, I talked to them in Spanish. I, I say hello oh, in Spanish, no? Hola, como están? And blah, blah. So it also gives to my daughter confidence that the, if I feel confidence and they learn some small... Uh, Spanish, she also feel confident with the children. It was really a small when she was very small, right? Mm. So I thought also probably uh, cities need more internationalization because by that time it was not really too many foreigners living in, in Sumida or in other places and uh, it could be really uh, make cities more international and also um, during the, the that time during the uh, of that time I knew Japanese people learn a lot of English in the school but they don't they cannot communicate 
in English, mm -hmm. even though they have maybe uh, each one knows uh, like 2,000 uh, words in yeah. English, yeah. but they they don't know how to, to, to communicate. So those kind of things make me think, oh, I can really help to change this society. I don't want to change Japan because I really think it's a lovely country. It has a lot of positive things, but there is things that they need to be improved, right? Mm. So I decide to think, first of all, I think, okay, how I will do? Oh my God. Okay, I will try. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I don't look really Japanese. My hair is actually curly and I have to straight to look less foreigner. <laughs> oh, really? So you do, you, yeah. you, you do that, uh, that covering, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I straight and anyway, I was very natural and I don't, I really, uh, try to outreach people first mm. yeah and uh, also help that my husband was uh, MP in this area right so I I knew many people as well yeah, so it, yeah. it helps but yeah. my motivation was to help foreigners to improve the education and to help people who really needs for example I really have a lot of uh, friends and I don't know if they are my supporters <laughs> because I never ask them. <laughs> but friends that they, they are elderly and they live alone and mm. they uh, need somebody to talk like, how are you? Or for example, in this during this uh, time of Corona, some of them really don't want to go to buy because they have some other condition yeah so so if i go and say can i help you see yes please go could you go to buy this for me okay i go and buy and come <laughs> back those kind of things you know they appreciate yeah. and that is part of my service of yeah. course that is not part of my job as counselor right. but, but maybe part I'm of part of your ikigai be it's useful what... for them yeah, to be useful for people. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I love what you said, Naomi, yeah, about... Many. Uh, oh, carry on. Those are those. Oh, please. Uh, so I, I love what you said about this idea. First of all, I feel you are a voice for people who don't have a voice in politics. So for many foreigners who haven't um, nationalized, right? Like, I can't have my voice heard very easily, I feel, in my local ward office, and I'm, maybe many other uh, non-Japanese in Japan feel the same. So you're kind of supporting them, you're supporting uh, women's empowerment. And I think what's brilliant as well with how you talk about Sumida, because I follow you on, on social media, and I, and I, I love your, I love Sumida, hashtag uh, <laughs> Sumida Daisuke. And I think that Sumida, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sumida is, has so many opportunities, you know, in your background, on your on your Zoom background, we can see the wonderful sky tree and like the connections between Asaksa. And I remember, oh, yeah. yeah, and you <laughs> with your 
like that part, uh, Sumida Cohen changed so much. <laughs> she saved so much. And I know that you were very yeah. angry about the trees being cut down. Um, but now I feel Sumida Cohen became the really family place. And um, it's yeah. kind of new Sumida. Um, and, and I feel that yeah. a lot of what I, I sense you are bringing to the local politics is like, you know, in other countries, people do this kind of thing. And in other places, they do this kind of thing because because um, of your multilingualism, you can access lots of different information that maybe a more domestic uh, yeah. counselor can't can't access. So I think it's such a, uh, so important if the Pasuidaku is like an old ward, as you said, many old people, not so many young families, but we need something. So I'm very grateful for what you do to bring that oh, energy. Thank you. Yeah, uh, talking about Sumida, I was, uh, when it looks like a jungle, I was uh, walking with my dog, but it's really historical place in Sumida, right? And uh, it was, do uh, you know, man, man, maintaining the parks is very expensive, mm. but finally they decided to do the reform. I was not uh, uh, so happy with the concept because they just cut the traditional part of, of the park and yeah. uh, put uh, some kind of uh, concrete. <laughs> concrete and uh, there is no design mm. but we can use the places uh, in the close to the lake we can use the green area and let's see if we can improve a little yeah. bit more for example having tables with chairs and something to cover the sun because in summertime that will be very hot. Who will yeah. <laughs> who will yeah. use that concrete area? Only the cars. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's very useful. And yeah. people are loving it. And probably we can make it better exactly. apart for yeah. people to use. Mm. So I wanted to ask you um, a little bit about the challenges that you face when you're you know pursuing your ikigai because i can imagine that service in local government is not easy every day <laughs> maybe some stress no. maybe some difficult no no stress or it's a lot of stress so how a do you stress. <laughs> how do you keep going noemi like what are the things that make you go okay don't quit hang in there like what what are your habits or your messages you give to yourself? Do you know, uh, doing politics in Japan is uh, difficult in some way, but in other way, for example, in my case, if I give some uh, idea that can be implemented, the members of the of the Kuyakusha, of the city hall, they will implement. I find out that they are open. Of course, the procedures are little hard because you really need to go through the system. 
but uh, there is a lot of changes in in this city. Sumida has a lot of history uh, from Edo period, and it's really, really very interesting. And it was not discovered, but uh, during these 10 years, really Sumida have a lot of changes. For example, uh, we have this sky tree that people feel is very important and they are very concerned about the cultural exchange, about foreigners. Also the Hokusai Museum. Hokusai Museum also have uh, a lot to do with this new uh, mentality of mm. Sumida people. And uh, of course uh, the Sumo, Sumo also has opened because it was like secret. <laughs> <laughs> no foreigners in sumo uh, tournaments, but now they they you can go and sometimes you have some tour in the sumo houses or sumo stables, and uh, it gives me a lot of uh, energy. It it gives me a lot of power. Do you know if I am walking around the street and meet people and say, ah, "I know a son. I learned your." I read your report, Kambate, <laughs> or give me ideas, which is very important to have right. uh, ideas from the people. Mm. And this is good because uh, probably in the beginning, nobody knew, not many people knew in my first election, only the probably the people who vote for me. And uh, but gradually more people start knowing and they feel very friendly with me, mm. I can say, yeah. because I know Japanese society is very formal and uh, probably approach to other counselor is not so easy because uh -huh. the formality, right? Right. But they, they feel so confident with me. <laughs> <laughs> so even yeah even though you know you are a japanese citizen and uh an elected counselor there's something which makes you stand apart which makes you easy to easy so to I'm access wrong. right and to no yeah, sensei they were not good eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 they come and for example they hug me <laughs> Which I would to... never go up to the, like I hug you when I see you. Well, not this year, obviously. I haven't hugged you for a long time, but um, yeah. But probably they won't do with other politicians, right? <laughs> oh, if I met the uh, or they... yeah. So it's just it's a special power even, that you have. Or even do you know? Sometimes I feel some special, especially women of my age. We have so many different problems mm. in certain age, and uh, many people have a stress in yeah. in Japan, and they have no one to talk openly. Right, and some of them become mental illness. Mm. So I have some friends that they call me just to talk about that that problems and of course I keep in confidence right I don't tell anyone but 
that trust is very, very nice to me, right? Because they feel I'm not only the counselor, but their friend. That is, or or if I'm walking in a park with my dog and some children that they know my name and come running, no any, no any. <laughs> Because you also uh, volunteer, you, you volunteer doing like English language for um, oh, yeah. little kids as I, well, right? Yes. And that's I, not part of your yeah. job. This is more part of your no. public service. <laughs> like you're always, always out. So where do you get your energy from, Naomi, to do all of these things? Ah, to tell you the truth, <laughs> I don't know. I think from... Do you know, I sleep very late. And of course I have to wake up early, but I don't want to wake up. I don't want. <laughs> but once I start doing things, I forget I'm tired. <laughs> so so just start, uh, just do it. Yeah. And then you get through your, your tiredness. You get the energy from the people, from the interaction. I think I'm also a very active person. I'm not the type to be quiet or stay at home. Now I have to stay at home, of course. I have to to follow the pro, uh, COVID protocols, but I felt so bored. So I have to, I'm doing other things like a video concours for Bolivian children. And yeah, I, I keep myself busy with new ideas as well but I think I'm active person and and um what would you say then as advice to someone if they were thinking that okay maybe maybe my ikigai my reason for being here lies in public service and thinking about that step what would you say to them I think uh, if they are foreigners living in Japan, uh, probably there is a lot of a lot of foreigners who will have a ikigai, as you said, as service, and they have to love to love to serve. There is it's not uh, really something that. Uh, uh, it's not obligation. It has to come from you, right? And then uh, you will find a path how to be good. You can join volunteer jobs or even yourself. You can, I don't know, for example, going to Sumida Park and doing some activity that you like. Now there is opportunity in Sumida Park, but also in other places, right? And uh, I think uh, in the world, there is a lot of necessity, a lot of necessity. And uh, if you are good at something, something is good to, 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 to realize what are you, what is your strength in life and uh, follow that path. Right, and uh, if somebody wants to be a politician, two important things: become Japanese first, and uh, learn Japanese. 
<laughs> that, that's maybe advice for, for, for many things to be, be successful in Japan. Um, yeah. If they don't want to be, if they just want to be a politician in their home country, or if they're, it's a Japanese person listening to this, like what, what else about to be a politician? What else do you need? Well, I think uh, really go to the go to the people. I think that is very important. Listen to the people because uh, in the assembly or in the meetings, uh, you will talk about uh, how to make policies better for people, right? But how do you know how is better for people if you don't listen direct to them? So listen direct to them is very important because uh, in Japan, probably most of the people has same ideas, same uh, um, similar way of thinking, similar desires. But in other countries, probably you will find people from many backgrounds, many uh, difference, differences in their education. It won't be like in Japan. So it's very important to go and talk to the people and uh, really try to be involved in what they want, what they, they need, because politicians are the the people probably uh, who can decide the destiny of the countries, the destiny of the people. If, uh, if some country is good, it's because the politicians are good. If it's some country is bad, it's because the politicians are bad. I'm completely sure now <laughs> about that. <laughs> and so people's uh, there's expression, should... isn't there? We, we get the leaders that we deserve, so... Yeah. If you have the voice to, to vote and to speak, you should use your vote. And uh, if you want to change things, then you should run for office as yes. well. Yes, if you want change to change it from change, the inside. You, you, should, <laughs> you should run for the office. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's a really um, inspiring story that the, you know, you, you, you shared course there was you did that that discussion about what do I gain what do I give up um, I'm sure that must have been like a, a, a difficult decision and, and many many conversations happened around around that timing but then once you do that and commit to it then like taking taking the next step and um, you know three three elections uh, what's so what's happening next for you Noemi what do you see Let's say in the future you're not a counselor anymore. What might your next iteration, your next version of your ikigai look like? So I will go to be a president in Bolivia. Oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> she take back that citizenship and president of Bolivia. No, 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 you joke. <laughs> Anyway, I, I probably will continue to having my MPO, right? And uh, serving, but in the, in this time in in Japan, for example, uh, 
in my I really feel I can go longer in this job as long as the people vote for me. But if they don't vote for me, I really would like to uh, improve my MPO and uh, probably will be much better because uh, this work gave me a lot of connections, a lot of contact, and also gave me clear ideas of the uh, people and community necessities. Mm. Probably I will keep with my MPO. Great. And um, people can reach out to you on uh, social media. They can contact you on Twitter and all of those things if they want to know more or if they decide if it's a non-Japanese person living in Japan decide or even Japanese person wanting to run for office maybe they can uh, learn more about your story and what it's like to be a a local councillor. So before we close Naomi do you have any final words of wisdom or things you would like to share with the listeners of uh, Ikigai with Jennifer Shinkai? Oh yes uh, I think uh, do you know this world is made by people and uh, all the things the people made has born in the heart or in the mind of one people right so the idea that the human beings have is very important but one people can make big change. So if you have one idea, follow your, your idea with passion, with love. It can be uh, true someday, eventually, if you know how to manage and outreach your idea or your goals. I love that. So when you have the idea, then follow it with love and passion and you'll find a way to make it come true yes what a wonderful <laughs> message you put in the best way that's what you said <laughs> i just said what you said <laughs> i just matome so thank you so much noemi for sharing your time and your journey and being an amazing role model for foreigners for women um and for people who said like this can't be done i think you give a great way that even something which looks like completely impossible. This Bolivian girl becoming a Sumida counselor. Uh, you can't believe, <laughs> yeah. you can't believe the way that people's lives turn out. So I really encourage um, all the listeners and the viewers to find out more about the Noemi Nue and uh, follow her journey. And if you are able to vote in Sumida Ku, check, check out what her manifesto is and see if you would like to support her. You can support other politicians as well, of course. So thank you so much, Naomi. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope that you found something you could take away from the episode to help you find your own Ikigai and integrate it into your daily life. And I'd love to hear exactly what resonated with you. So pop over to see me on LinkedIn or on my Facebook page. You can find the links in the show notes below. And let me know what you thought was the most important takeaway from the podcast today. And sharing is caring. So feel free to share this episode with one of your friends who you think could benefit 
from hearing about living a life of purpose. Looking forward to see you on the next episode of Ikigai with Jennifer Shinkai.